بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Last week we discussed the importance of utilizing our time in a way that is beneficial to us and that one should not remain idle without any occupation without any engagement uh, that is beneficial either in this world or in the hereafter and this is because um, one of the most precious assets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is our time and the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to value this time and all our worship revolves around or is determined by time so you have the five daily salah the month of Ramadan the time of Hajj the time for zakah on a yearly basis being idle and without any occupation that is beneficial is harmful for us and eventually it leads to things that are impermissible and it leads to things that are harmful as humans we have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have a physical body we have a mind we have a heart the heart not not the physical heart but rather the spiritual heart we have a nafs with us at all times the nafs is your lower self the nafs is um, that part of you which um, enjoys uh, pleasures of this world whether that is food or drink or entertainment games and all of this this is enjoyed by the nafs you have a ruh the ruh is what uh, the ruh is that part of the nafs which enjoys the worship of Allah, the recitation of Quran, a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in your inner self, uh, this inner self is divided into two sections. One is a sort of heavenly inner self that aspires to purity, a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that looks forward to akhirah one's paradise and then you have what is known that is your upper self if you like angelic heavenly and then you have a lower self the lower self is animalistic you know it enjoys just eating and drinking and life in this world doesn't think about the afterlife doesn't worry about consequences of indulging in pleasure that is not permissible or haram it just wants to enjoy itself and we are asked to have a balance and utilize our time in a way that we grow our angelic or heavenly self right we grow this side of us that wants to worship that wants to have a connection with Allah this spiritual side we need to grow it and 
with the lower self we need to tame it there is no need to grow it because it already is it has been all the experiences of life since birth is causing this to grow right everything you see everything you hear everything you engage with in this worldly life is having an effect on this lower self so it wants all of these things what you are commanded to do is to tame it to keep it within the limit of sharia meaning that i will only do those things that are permissible i will only enjoy those pleasures that are permissible and even then i will not overly indulge myself in these things because if i do that then i will do it at the cost of worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the cost of preparing for akhirah and preparing for paradise so having a balance So when we talk about utilizing our time in a way that is beneficial, one is your physical body, something that benefits you physically, for example, exercise, you know, going for a walk, playing sports, things of that sort are physically beneficial. Then you need something, if you are not doing something that is benefiting you physically, at times even resting, right? A lie down that is beneficial for you. But it should not go to excess. I should not spend all of my time playing sports. I should not spend all of my time sleeping. Okay, there is a limit. Once I fulfilled the need and the necessity, I move on to find uh, something to do that is beneficial for my mind. And the things that are beneficial for our minds, either it is the study of our deen, this is important, because then we will be confident in our belief understanding allah understanding the quran and knowing the life of rasulullah sallallahu knowing about life after death knowing about akhirah and judgment and th these things so educating our minds but also educating ourselves in worldly matters and even engaging in uh, entertainment and games and things of that sort that are beneficial for my mind right that are constructive I learn certain things from them so this is the mind it has to be enlightened and we have been given time and some of our time should go towards educating our minds whether it is worldly education catching up on uh, uh, education that I missed out on throughout the year right um, perhaps in my exams uh, certain subjects I did not get the grades that I had intended or I would have liked so making an effort towards that it doesn't mean that this is it school is over and we put everything away madrasa is over we put everything away see you in September no you need to keep uh, some engagement with your education and also you have your heart and part of your time should go towards uh, serving or growing your heart and this is from a number of different uh, there is your spirituality your iman your taqwa and for that you need to recite some Quran you need to do some dhikr you need to uh, offer your salah you are offering your five daily salah but taking time to perform your wudu correctly to think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I am praying knowing what what is it that i'm reciting in surah al-fatiha 
to strengthen my bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is important for my heart. But also, having good relationships with people because we are social beings and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in families and we have love for, for members of our families, we have love for our friends. Okay, this is all matters of what? Of the heart. And some of our time should go towards fulfilling the needs of this heart. So, uh, using our time to, we said, benefit ourselves from a physical perspective, benefiting our minds, benefiting our hearts. For the adults, there is also using our time to earn halal rizq. This is also important, to earn halal rizq. However, my recommendation is all, always not to get our children involved with money until it becomes a necessity. Because this is a danger. Creating in our children the love of material, which they already have. They already like their clothes and their toys and the things that they, they, we buy for them, right? So all of these things are creating an attachment to what? To worldly material. Do not enhance that and make it worse by creating the love of wealth in them. Especially at a young age. And so uh, if our children are wanting to, let's say, for example, you know, up to maybe 16, 18 years old. If they are wanting to, they don't have anything to do and they say, well, I, I want to do something with my time. Then it is far better for them to volunteer and work without any return than to work and earn money. Because when they're working and they're volunteering their time, they learn to serve. They learn the importance of serving in the community, in the society, right? When you're earning just to make money, you're not interested in people and serving people. And you're not thinking about society and community. And you're not learning any uh, qualities. All you're doing is you're working for money, which is okay. You know, it's, a, it's essential. It is a need, but it, is, it should not be prioritized in the education of our children and in bringing them up. Part of this time that our children have and we have is time that we spend with our family. But we have to realize and understand that all of their time cannot be around their parents. Okay. And it cannot be in the family home as much as we would like that to be. Right? At times we seek to protect our children, we keep them in this bubble, and that is good for a certain period of time, but eventually they need to go out into the, the, the big bad world and they have to interact with people. And through those interactions, they will make friends and connections. So we have to teach our children, depending on their age, we have to teach them the importance of making friendship. The etiquettes of making friendship. What should they look for in making a friend? The general uh, uh, way that people make friends, we look for things that we have 
interests that we have, common interests, right? Even children do the same. And this is good, but this does not protect our children. And even as adults, it does not protect us. If I just get with anybody who has one or two, uh, we, I have one or two mutual interests with them, and I'm not looking at the rest of their life, then the rest of their life is going to impact me because of my relationship with this person. And this is why Rasulullah taught us that المَرْءُ عَلَى دِينِ خَلِيلِهِ فَلْيَنظُرْ أَحَدُكُمْ مَنْ يُخَالِلِ That a person will live the lifestyle of his friend or her friend. So let every one of you see who it is that they take as friends. So what are the things that we should be looking at? Firstly, we have to look at their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should encourage our children to have the intimate friendships with people that have the same faith, the same commitment. That is not to say they should not interact with people of other faiths. Absolutely. And they have to learn to do so. However, their close friendship should not be with those people. Why? Because it endangers them. They have not yet built their identity. And they're still uh, experiencing life. And they should not be made to experience something other than Islam. Not in these st early stages. They have to be taught Islam. The foundation has to be, the seed has to be planted in their hearts. And then later on in life, once they are, they have formed their identity and they are confident in their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're confident in, the, in following the model of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then they can go out and interact with anyone because now they are protected. So the first thing we look at is commitment to Islam and commitment to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second, so looking at the deen of a person before I commit myself to a friendship. This is number one. Number two, looking at this person, my interactions with this person and the time I spend with this person is beneficial in the sense that they are intelligent. Right? Do not befriend the fool. Always look for a person that has a certain level of intelligence and you know that the way they carry themselves, the way they speak, the way they deal with their problems, the way they deal with people. It says about their level of understanding. And the third is looking at their character and having certain qualities that you look for before you establish a relationship with a person. So we talked about Islam and faith and commitment to it, not just Muslim. A Muslim that is committed to deen, somebody that will help you in getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this journey of life, right? Somebody that when time for salah will come will say, let's pray. If they are not going to encourage you to pray, if you tell them let's pray, they will say, yes, let's pray. This is the person that you want to be with and spending time with. Not somebody if you say, oh, it's time for salah, let's pray. So, well, you, you pray. I ain't got time for that. Or pray later, we'll pray later. Right? This is not the type of person you want to be with. 
Somebody that you say, oh, let's go over here, let's do this. And you say, no, th this is haram, we're not allowed to do this. I say, well, I forget about that, you know, it's okay, we're still young. This is not a person you want to be friends with. You want to be with somebody that at least, at, at best, they stop you. You say, let's do this, and they say, no, this is not allowed, we should not do this, we, we are Muslims. And the least is that they ask you to do something that is not permissible and you say this is haram we, we're not allowed to do this we'll be punished for this Allah taught us not to do this Rasulullah taught us not to do this they say oh yes that's right right so somebody that you can influence in a good way or somebody that is going to influence you in a good way this is somebody you want to spend time with this is how you look at deen and we said intelligence and lastly you look at character and you have to have certain qualities. You know, when, you, when you are interacting with people and you say, okay, maybe this person, we have things in common. Maybe we can you know, uh, uh, start spending time together. Maybe they can become a friend of mine, come to my house, we go to their house. And you have to have qualities that you're looking for. Number one, honesty. A person has to be honest. Not somebody that lies, right? Because somebody that is dishonest will ultimately hurt you. So you are protecting yourself by looking for a friend that is what? Honest. Look at their interactions. Look at how they speak to other people. Look at what they say about themselves. Right? And that will tell you whether a person is honest or not. Honest. Because then the main uh, ingredient or component of friendship is what? Trust. And you can only trust a person that is honest. You can't trust a cheat. You can't trust a liar. So your time and your effort in this relationship is wasted because ultimately there will come a point that will hurt you. Number one, a person that is what? Trustworthy and honest. I have to be Muslim. Yes. Number two, a person that is caring, that cares about you. They're not all about themselves, right? They're not always just talking about themselves, talking about what they have, talking about what they did. No, they care about you as well. They ask you about, you know, how you're spending your time. What is it that you're doing? Right? They're interested in you because of this caring nature. This is number two. Trustworthy. <coughs> somebody that is caring. Somebody that is humble. Humble. Uh, humble meaning someone that will not consider themselves to be better than you. Because that is not a good relationship. If you live with someone and you have a friend that considers themselves to be better than you, <coughs> then they will always prioritize themselves. Obviously, you can't look into somebody's heart to know whether they consider you better or them better. But the signal and the, the sign of pride is a person that never gives you any importance. It's only what I want that's important. That's it. You, and you, you just got to go along with me. And if you're not willing to go along with me, then I, I don't need you. Okay? This person uh, is not, this is not a good character. The character of the believer is that the believer is humble. Somebody who is humble, they will, if something wrong happens in the relationship, they will be willing to ask for forgiveness because they're humble. If they have hurt you, they will be willing to ask for forgiveness. 
and try to make up for it. Why? Because they are humble. They will give importance to your likes and dislikes. Why? Because they are humble. So number one, trustworthiness and honesty in character. <laughs> number two, somebody that's caring. Somebody with a caring nature. Number three, somebody who's humble. If you have these three qualities, then the rest, because you can't find good qualities, all of the good qualities in everyone. That is not possible. But these, <coughs> these are essential. If they, have, if they have any more, any more qualities, then you will benefit from these qualities, inshallah. If they don't, then these three qualities will ensure that you are not harmed in this relationship. And that it will be beneficial for you in this world and in the next, inshallah ta'ala. Um, I will end with this request from brother uh, Khalid Tawfiq, who has requested, we, we made this announcement last week. His father, Hassan, uh, is critically unwell with COVID in Morocco. He was there on holiday. He has become unwell and in intensive care. And they are going to, inshallah, in the, uh, I think by tomorrow, yes, they are planning to bring him back on Saturday by air, inshallah, to receive treatment here. So please make dua for this brother, brother Hassan, and all brothers and sisters who are in need <coughs> of our dua due to illness and sickness or any type of difficulty. Inshallah, Tabarakallah, Jazakumullah khair.